Top Shelf Fantasy. All right. I hope that went okay. I think it's good. We're coming to you live. Coming new, to you live. New studio. It, it's been... One week, four months? Since you laughed at me. Yeah, like that song? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Can we just stop singing about songs? Uh, there's no possible way I'm going to stop singing. If you guys are new to the program, learn that quickly. I mean, there's that whole, like, things you can't say to millennials TikTok <laughs> going around, so... <laughs> All right, now I'm going to cut the music, see how that goes. It all just shuts down. <laughs> um, all right, we are Top Shelf Fantasy, podcast number 195, April 7th, I believe so, 2022. Um, website, topshelffantasy.com. Of course, listen to us on any podcast player. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Top Shelf FNTSY. How does it feel to be back live, boys? I love it. Oh, being live is just there's a whole nother animal. You 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 can you can <laughs> see each other when you're trying to talk, so we don't talk over each other. Far less interruptions of one another accidentally. Also, as great as remote is for convenience, like in person, just slaps. It slaps different. Yeah, I I, I couldn't stand when it was like a pause because no one knew who it, who was next, right. and then we all say something like, "Oh no, no, no wait, 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 Craig, oh, oh you go, no, no, you, oh." Yeah, five, <laughs> five minutes later after someone's point. Yeah, I agree, too. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay. It's so true. And, like, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but even on Zoom, I mean, we pay for Zoom. I pay a bazillion dollars a month for internet and cable. And no matter what I'm doing, like, I'm having, like, buffering latency issues. It's like your online connection is unstable. It's like, well, yeah, I'm like, did, did come on. That was just cut out. Did, did he just leave? Oh, there was that one time we, we would have been live when Tom Brady retired. We, yeah, honestly, in my entire system, my entire street was <laughs> down. I was like, what is happening? This is terrible. So being back live, we can do anything we want. We got all the tech we need. Brand new studio, like I said at the top. Barker Hill Studios. Barker Hill Studios. <laughs> That's a great name for now. Barker Hill Studios. Wish, well, I'll burn it into your wall later. <laughs> yeah, my wife would love it. <laughs> it just says like a bunch of like 69s. <laughs> <laughs> he said he's going to do Barker Hill Studios, and then turns out it's just a million like inappropriate things from childhood. <laughs> Threw a bunch of dicks all over my notebook. <laughs> you know the food that's... Look like a dick, the best kind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, we can get right into the news. Give me the beat, boys. Uh, Giovanni Bernard resigns with the Bucks. Um, this kind of came out of nowhere because I really thought he was just going to retire. Uh, I didn't think he was going to come back at all. I forgot about the guy for a little I, while. I, I did as well. But I thought retirement was on the table. I thought going back to the Bengals on a cheap deal was on the table. But on top of all of these, as soon as Ronald Jones signed there, I thought he was out. I'm not not uh, Ronald Jones, rather, but. Fournette. Um, Fournette. Yeah, exactly. As soon as he resigned there, I thought he was out the door. But I guess he's got a little bit of a void there with uh, Ronald Jones gone. But do you think he really is going to fill that? Like, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's tough for it. It makes my Keyshawn Vaughn decision in our dynasty league a little easier to not retain his rookie option. Um, but Keyshawn Vaughn was a Bruce Arians guy. He always talked about Bruce Arians gets fired out the door. Geo signs two days later. So that might kind of say it all. And you know that Tom Brady doesn't like Vaughn. Oh, <laughs> Tom yeah. Brady doesn't like him, and he probably loves Gio because Gio, despite all his shortcomings, is a fantastic uh, pass protector at, yep. at the running back position. That's all. That's all he wants. And v- Vaughn has struggled with that his uh, first two years. Not that he's gotten the opportunity. 
with right. Fournette and Rojo there. But, yep, Gio's back with Brady. I would have liked to see Brady did not resign there if Gio would have gone back to the Bengals. I thought I heard that that was on the table, but I do follow a good amount of Bengals people on Twitter for some reason, so I think I get a little bit of a jaded perspective. But mm-hmm. he'd be a great fit there. I mean, you still have Mixon, who's going to do the bulk of the work. You've got Samaj P. Ryan, I believe, still under contract. Uh, Chris Evans took a step up his rookie. Like, like they don't, yeah. they didn't need him. Like, oh yeah, they, it wasn't they a fine need, but him. I think it was kind of like a. It'd be nice if he comes back. Farewell tour, me. Go yeah. Super Bowl, yeah. One last season, they definitely got a shot at the Super Bowl. But then he's like, "Dude, I'm not going to AFC. <laughs> go, go, <laughs> yeah. play, go play with Tom." Yeah, like you said, if uh, maybe your comment about Tom Brady maybe not resigning, maybe if half of the league didn't sign to the AFC, he would have gone. Gio would have gone yep. back. And not in the news, but um, Bucks as well. Gronk is still not decided. He's going to take his time. He doesn't know if he's going to play or not. I'm like, dude, yeah. just, just it's let them know because they already got screwed over from not resigning Howard because they're going to resign Gronk. <laughs> Now it's like you just have Cameron Brady there, which is fine. Like Brady will be fine with him, but they need a tight end. I'm in firm belief he's just going to come back right before the season starts. He doesn't want to. Skip he doesn't want to get into right now. Skip OTAs. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, I think like we I said mean, in the last spot, it's a stray hand effect. Like yeah. I don't want to do OTAs. I don't want to do anything. I want to show up and play. I'll be ready. You trust Gronk to actually get ready. And again, it's kind of similar to the Brady thing. I think these guys just want to be in the news a little bit. They laid low in Foxborough for their entire careers. Mm-hmm. You got Gronk out there on Twitter chirping Belichick and the, the Patriots organization for not paying out bonuses, despite him always hitting his bonus numbers. So, right. I don't know. He's getting a little melty for me. He's losing a lot of, uh, I don't know. I got a Gronk jersey. It's, it's about to go in the trash. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, you can have it. It's an adult medium. I wore my, I wore <laughs> mine out. My, uh, the number's starting to peel on that one. It's like my Reggie Bush Was, jersey. Wasn't a, uh, wasn't an authentic. <laughs> Doing and pay one sixty for it. Actually, it was one twenty back then when it was a uh, Reebok, I think. But Devontae Parker trade trade to the Patriots. Um, as a Pats fan, I really like this move a lot. We gave away a third, um, which people didn't love, but we got a fifth back, so it's you know, yeah. And it's a third for next year that we gave away. Yeah. While getting a fifth for this year, so if Belichick sees somebody that he likes this year deep in the draft, probably some Rutgers defensive back or Michigan mm-hmm. linebacker will never see the field, but. Whatever it might be, if you look at it face value, it's Devontae Parker that will be on the field instead of likely Nikhil Harry or Nelson Aguilar. That's yep. a plus, no matter how you slice it. Because then it's I you look at Devontae Parker, um, Kendrick Bourne, and Jacoby Myers as the now the, the the wide receiver core. Fantastic compared to anybody else, any other three three piece you could have made before yep. Parker shows up. So good to give Mac a weapon. Hopefully he can stay healthy. That's been kind of the the knock on him for the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean he had a fantastic 2019 season with his like late fourth year, fifth year breakout. He's 29, I believe now. No, I think he's 27. We will find. I don't him. think he's 29. So no, I think he's, I he's, he's a lot I younger. He's like sixth or seventh year coming up. I mean, he's 29. unless he he's, he's 29. 29. He will he's, be 29 the whole season though. He's born in January. Just okay. I feel like it was just yesterday that he got drafted. I, I don't know why. Maybe, maybe because he's had two contracts in Miami. He was drafted in probably. 2015, so he's only a seven-year pro. So he came in the legal old 22. Well, I guess I w- – well, 29 is fine. Till prime, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, prime uh, wide receiver, 29, 30, 31. Yeah. Fantastic. Happy Patriots, have. Patriots have been looking for a possession receiver <clears throat> like this caliber for so long. This is what they wanted to kill Harry to be. This is what they got <laughs> yeah. with LaFell and Lloyd and, like, all those guys that were just yeah. sideline guys. Like, this is just – 
what they've been trying for. And in a way, I thought I think they thought Aguilar could do that too because he's a little bit of a bigger body. But obviously, that's just didn't being work out. a burner decoy now, for seventy million bucks. Now, now it's fine. I mean, I don't, his money's his money. It sucks, but now that we have Parker, you're able to fine get someone him. in without really having cap space, which is huge. Right, yeah, and, and he's only got a five million dollar deal too. And they restructured yeah, Dietrich Wise. So oh, they did. Okay, yeah, I, I missed that. They trans like converted his something into a signing bonus. I love all this stuff. Like, yeah. Oh, now this now his salary cap's like five hundred k with a nine million dollar signing bonus and incentives. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, that's just esque Saints right there. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. But no matter how you slice it, it's an improvement for the Patriots. Mac Jones now has a legitimate proven weapon. And I would say proven with the season that he had with uh, Fitzswag under center. Oh, um, yeah. That was a fun season. Fitzswag, good NFL quarterback, especially for fantasy. We talk about that all the time. Tua, not a great quarterback for fantasy, I'd say, for, from a wide receiver perspective. And then Mac Jones, we'll see what he can do. Is, is Mac Jones going to take a step and say, hey, I'm more of the Fitzswagic, or am I Tua? You know, I had learned uh, two days ago that the New Orleans Saints tried – everything they could to get ahead of the Patriots to draft Mac Jones and that they've still continuously been offering trades for Mac Jones. Like what are the offers though? You like, like to hear that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, cause I mean, it's, I don't want, I don't want to say him and Drew Brees are comparable, but like stylistically, mm-hmm. you know, way, way, way poor man Drew Drew Brees, but that's fair to say that I think that's the route they were going. And that's the route that the Patriots have started to go in their offense. Yeah. And I look at it as, just as much if Sean Payton believes in Mac Jones and Bill Belichick believes in Mac yeah, Jones, right? I believe in Mac Jones. Yeah, yeah. Like um, those are two legitimate. You said trade offers. I I, I don't know. I, I I think what it was is they were offering a first. <laughs> they were definitely offering a first, but it was for our pick fifteen um, at that time. Uh, what's up, cat? <laughs> we got animals in the studio. Yeah, so I I, I do own the a, a pair of the sluttiest cats you'll ever ever meet. <laughs> Um, they're not afraid of anyone. So if you hear some, I'll tell you what though, we won't have a pr- we won't have a problem like the uh, the fly that one time. <laughs> it's just a bigger fly, <laughs> but we can catch them. So yeah. is is one of these the Monday Night Football cat? Uh, no, I oh, couldn't get a hold okay. of them. I it's it's his sister. At least they don't mind getting just like manhandled and thrown off the table. Yeah, no, because they come back. They're like, hey, what's up? I'll be back in two seconds. They they love a good fight. A oh. bunch of teases. All right, back to the news. Um. <laughs> Big payday for another receiver, Stefan Diggs. Four years, $104 million, $70 million guaranteed. Decent. I, These I, deals are insane. I love that his deal is the same as Christian Kirk's. In, in a oh sense, my God. I actually think that Christian Kirk might be making more than Stefan Diggs. I'm not sure. I think Christian Kirk's at 24 a year or something like that. Yeah, what's four divided or 104 divided by four? Scott, you're the mathematician around these parts. Uh, dealing with a cat right now. I'll do All it. right. Either way, it's comparable. Twenty twenty six a year. He's, he's, yeah. Okay. All right. So we're we're we're. This is just this is just nuts. <laughs> but Christian Kirk, who has no career seasons over hundred catches, is being paid within the same vicinity. He's a Braxton Berrios contract away from being Stephon yeah. Diggs, which is just I find crazy that Stephon Diggs signed this contract because a few, according to a few Buffalo Bills fans, he was tweeting going with the eye, the googly eyes, and all these things mm-hmm. like a, a few weeks to months ago when Tyreek Hill was getting his deal, and anytime you know when Adams got his deal, and and it comes in like this, it's a great deal for Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, you're paying for four years of a elite wide receiver's elite years. He's 28 years old. I just looked it up. So 28, 29, 30, 31. You nailed the timing on this contract. 
You'll probably be paying him less than market value, and as long as he continues to play at a high level and he really has not dealt with injury his, his whole career, you're looking at some good years. Yeah, I like it a lot for, I mean, I'm sure Josh Allen's very, very happy. Oh, yeah, 100%. And he's next for a big payday, too. So, um, In sadder news, Frank Gore retires. Um, oh. We won't see him with a son. I can't believe he didn't make it. I know. He needed I mean, one more year. At this point, I thought he was going to. It's like there's no point for him to keep right. playing. Like, It's the same thing with LeBron saying he wants to play with Bronny. Mm-hmm. Like, LeBron. Just let it happen. Yeah. I don't even care about LeBron James. I'd be yeah, freaking. Bronny's actually not even that good. So yeah, Bron- Bronny might not even make the league, and LeBron might be just losing, not even making the playoffs on the Lakers super team. You're, you're telling me that Bron's not going to go knock on the front office and say, "I'm not <laughs> playing this year unless you draft Bronny." He might say, "I'll <laughs> coach <true>. this year." <laughs> yeah. um, also, Josh Allen is under contract for one million years. I'm, wow, he's under contract through 2028. Fun, 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 fun. Making no money, 15 mil a year. Oh, $41 million against the cap when you include his roster bonus. There we go. That makes more sense. Okay. Carry on. Frank Gore, though, yeah, third to all-time rushing. Good for him. He stuck around long enough to uh, break a few records. He- yeah, third all-time is great. For a guy that was drafted, I think I saw a tweet. It was like after Ronnie Jones. Not Ronnie Jones. Um, Ronnie Brown. Yeah. Ronnie Brown. Brown. Downtown Ronnie Brown. Um, for who else is in the class, uh, Cedric Benson, Cadillac Williams. Yeah, a bunch of guys who he outperformed handily. And, I mean, he had, I think I read, 11, 10 or 11 straight 1,000-yard rushing seasons. Like, that's fantastic. That's consistency. That's what you want out of your running back. Eventually break down. I mean, you're, he outlasted the average length of a running back's career in the NFL by triple, quadruple maybe. Yep. So, good for him. Hell of a career. He should be. And he's going to retire with the Niners. He'll probably get enshrined in at least their Hall of Fame. If not I would the think so. NFL Hall of Fame at third yeah. overall, I mean, you kind of got to. Yeah, and he's a guy that never went to, like, the team <clears throat> to win a certain ball. Like, he'd go to the Jets. He'd go to the Dolphins. Like, had no chance. Like, he just wanted to go there and play some football. coach up some young guys <laughs> and get 250 carries a year. Yeah, and I don't really think he had many injuries in his career. I think I mean, that's probably part of probably having 16,000 yards yeah. to stay healthy, you know? Uh, Dallas, you can take the next one. I know he's a <laughs> dynasty <laughs> player my, my boy, Marlon Mack, signs with the Texans. I mean, for any way you look at it, this is a fantastic signing for Marlon Mack. Is it great for the Texans? I don't know. Remains to be seen. But I think they have Royce Freeman there. Maybe somebody else. Yeah, I think Rex Burkhead's still on the roster technically. But they they re-signed Freeman. Yeah, one way or the other, Marlon Mack has a clear path to actual carries, legitimate snaps, and has a chance to contribute. I mean, there's not Davis Mills is not throwing 40 times a game. If he does, that's a losing recipe. If he does throw four times a game, Marlon Mack's proven that he has hands. Last time he was uh, healthy in the NFL, he put up a 1,000-yard season for the Colts. So let's hope for the best. Yeah, I mean, this is the best spot I think he could have gone to get carries. Yeah, if you have any shares of him in a dynasty league, you're happy that he's on the Texans. Mm-hmm. And I only I only have his hometown discount. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Marlon Mack at one point, one of the owners for the Colts, uh, I don't know if it's the owner or one of the higher-ups says, oh, yeah, yeah, we believe in him so much he's going to be a 1,000,000 guy. Well, (laughs) well, we all knew that wasn't going to happen, but this was the year before they drafted JT, and, you know, he did well. So I think if I'm him, this is like the only spot I wanted to go to because he was a decent running back and can prove it, so... Yeah. Why not go to the one place in the entire NFL that you have that opportunity? 
Right. That's the only spot where he had clear shot at like a, I don't know, sole three down back job or an easy shot at a 1A job. Right. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I was really fearful he was going to end up in Jacksonville and be the immediate 1B to uh, Etienne while James Robinson rehabbed his own Achilles. Right. Mm-hmm. But thank goodness he's here. He's healthy for the time being. Hopefully he can have a great season. I, I mean, I'm kind of just rooting for the guy on a, you know, story basis, you know, make a, make a full comeback and be better than Deontay Foreman. And then maybe send a message to the rest of the world. Like, Hey, you can come back from an Achilles injury as a running back in this league. I mean, you suck. Can makers do it? Yeah. Oh, can makers did in like four in minutes and four months. Yeah. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing. And then going with the same team, Brennan cooks with a two year extension. Um, that's big. A little surprising with him being on the trade block. I, I think everyone thought he was on the trade block besides him and the Texans. I think they knew that he was going to stay there. Well, yeah, that's what they double. I guess they're doubling down what they said last year when they traded away even more pieces. Uh, they said Brandon Cooks were going to build around you, and here they are giving him the money. So, yeah, good for him. Like, I mean, he's been on all over. Like, him, he's I, his career earnings must be one of the highest of wide receivers of all time. He's like been making huge deals his whole. Has he been career. on five teams, four or five? Saints, Saints, Pats, Patriots, Rams, Rams, Texans, Texans. So four. I'm not sure if there's another one, but this might even be his what third season with the Texans. This might be his longest team that he's been. with. Oh, I think it easily is. Yeah, because yeah, I think he's with the Saints for two years. Pass for one. And the Rams, Rams for, for two. I think oh. the Rams for one and a half. Well, yeah. Rams gave him a five-year, $81 million contract. And then he got traded to the Texans. He deserved it. He, he crushed it that season. And yeah. Then the concussions came. Also, one other piece of news. <clears throat> Debo Samuel in uh, contentious contract negotiations with the Niners. Yeah, I saw he uh, unfollowed a few Niners uh, taking off his account. I'm like, oh, my God, are we going to see another That's That's the only veteran Hill? move like, nowadays. Like, Debo, like... If he third wait, year, I tell you what. If he waits one more year, this is probably just to like play up next year's contract mm-hmm. talks. Because if he plays one more year the way that he does, he'll come in with the most money because the the running ability that he can provide as yep. well. That that we joke about that WRB one. Yeah, but that's what teams are now starting to try and get. Like that's exactly what Miami's going to do with Tyree Kill. That's exactly what mm-hmm. uh, McDaniel said. And he's he's got. I mean, he had Jimmy G as quarterback for. His whole career. I mean, I mean, not, not to mention the time that he was injured and you had even worse guys in there. So if Trey Lance can actually get him the ball, maybe in a few more dynamic positions on the field, sky's the limit for Debo. So uh, if, I'm, if I'm the Niners, I'm ponying up, getting him now, sign him to a long contract and trying to, you know, trying mm-hmm. to uh, save a little bit of money. But apparently they're going to drag this one out, which is interesting they, to watch. They have to. <laughs> like, maybe you'll come over to the Pats next year. We got $85 million in cap space. I, you know, it's just it just sucks so much hearing after the visit that Debo had with the Patriots after, uh, you know, the year he was being drafted. He said, oh, me and Bill, Bill Belichick are boys. <laughs> if he only fucking picked oh, up. <laughs> right. That would have been unreal. A lot of what ifs there. All right. You want to get into the uh, some offseason categories? Yeah. Couple couple two tray things for you here. Um, let's get right into it. We got best signing. Who you got for your best signing, Craig? Yeah, so I want to preface this that I was last to the table in putting everyone's name in, so mine are not as uh, uh, pretty um, or pleasing to the ear. Oh, they're but, pretty. But uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna clean up some of the uh, the little uh, uh, little pieces around. Um, so mine is Leonard Fournette for, and I had the approach of every person I put down here. What was the best for fantasy? And I feel like even with all the signings, Leonard Fournette. 
becoming an RB1 three-down role, three years, $21 million for the Tampa Bay, is probably what's best for fantasy because we saw last year him finish was RB5 or 3 or whatever it was at the end of the season. He won people championships. So him staying at a pretty good chunk of change, Ronald Jones leaving, this was one of my favorite fantasy football signings, uh, you know, so that that's that's what I got. Yeah, I took the same approach, thinking from a fantasy perspective, right? So I have uh, my best signing is Mike Williams for the. I guess it's more of an extension than a signing, but you know, bear with me here. The Chargers need to keep him from from a football perspective. Having Keenan Allen and Mike Williams is fantastic. Justin Herbert needs talent in order to succeed, and Mike Williams is that talent. But from a fantasy perspective, now we know exactly what he is after seeing last year. He stays with the same coaching staff, the same system, and he should continue to build on it. Now you have Mike Williams as a known quantity after the previous year where you didn't really know. And I think you're looking at him as a top two round selection in most fantasy drafts next season. So fantastic signing, fantastic signing for fantasy owners that already have him because he stays in the same situation versus going somewhere else where he becomes a huge question mark all over again and a big signing for for his own personal wallet. I mean, three years, 60 million, 40 million guaranteed. Good for him. Yep. Um, my setting is more of like it. NFL base, kind of fancy as well, but I think Allen Robinson's the best signing of this uh, off season for the Rams. I mean, the cap's fake after they s- signed him. Um, we know who Allen Robinson is. He had a very bad year last year. He was c- kind of checked out, but he's a top tier wide receiver. And you pair that with Cooper Cup and you give Stafford that weapon like alongside C- Cooper Cup. OBJ was you know isn't going to come back for a long time. Woods is still, you know, injured. They're gone. You bring in a guy that was arguably a top 10 wide receiver two years ago to pair with Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford. It's just just so good for for the Rams to just get better and get back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, this is classic rich getting richer type situation. Mm -hmm. This is is also awesome for fantasy for the fact that Allen Robinson's relevant again oh i mean i'm, I'm a huge first, Allen robinson his guy first too. quarterback yeah like I'm, i like yeah. legit first quarterback <laughs> like when you say he, the best quarterback he's ever played with blake is blake Bortles. that's sickening so matt stafford is eons better than him yeah and i don't care if he's the n- number two there yep. he's gonna have a fantastic season oh yeah cooper then, cup's gonna pave the way right <laughs> yeah and then tom also had a rob as his pick but with honorable mentions to chris godwin three years 60 million same as mike williams and then Michael Gallup, who had uh, five years, fifty-seven and a half million. So, I'd say best signing from a player's perspective might be Michael Gallup. I mean, he's the least accomplished wide receiver on this list, and he got five years, fifty-seven million, and, and no more Cooper there. So, it's and, and no again, more, yeah, more opportunity. Yeah, yeah, like, and I guess if you're a Michael Gallup owner in a dynasty league or something, you're probably stoked. I uh, got him for hometown discount. Likely can't keep him, but we'll see. I'll give you Will Fuller for him. I, I don't. I don't. Don't have him. I will after you sign him. <laughs> I have, dude. I got three yeah. seconds. Oh, actually, no. You have a hometown discount. Never mind. I can't, I can't trade for it. I, I'd like to do that, but I can't. I promise you, I can't. Um. All right. So the next category: best trade of the off season, and it, hands down, it is what you guys have listed. Um. I won't. I won't get into it. But I feel. Matt Ryan for a third for Indianapolis was huge for them and huge for fantasy because now at one point I was thinking, what the hell's the actual, like, what are they doing here? You know, were they going to bring in Trubisky or Mariota? And there was times that they were talking at other, other players. It's like, 
what what the hell? So then once I get Matt Ryan, only gave him a third. It it now means Michael Pittman's back. T.Y. Hilton for whatever you know he may be. I'm not sure, but it moves the needle for every one of the players on the team. And then the other one that I have is Devontae Parker, which I feel again, you know, it, it's great for him because now he's not in the cog that is the Miami wide receiver class, and he's in a position where he's now the number one. So great for both players. The, the best trades for me. Definitely. Um, I have a different position here at uh, Tyreek Hill going to Miami. I know a lot of people are kind of skeptical about this trade because of Tua being the quarterback instead of Patrick Mahomes now. But from Miami's perspective, if you look at it as best trade, I mean, they they made out like bandits. You give away a first, a second, and a fourth from this year, and then a fourth and a sixth from the following season. That's really not that much for what Tyreek Hill brings to the table. And on top of that, you get to quantify what Tua is. If Tua can't succeed with Tyreek Hill, then you know he's not your guy. He's not the quarterback of the future. Flip side, you look at it from a fantasy perspective. Tyreek Hill's now kind of the guy there. Not that he wasn't the guy in KC, but Travis Kelsey ate a ton of his targets. Mike Isicki does not eat the targets that Kelsey eats. Jalen Waddle might eat a lot of targets, but I don't know. I don't want to say 90 because that's the wrong percentage, but like 60% of the looks probably start with him and probably 50% of them end up going to Tyreek Hill. That's a good chunk of an offense that I'd like to buy into if I'm a Tyreek Hill owner or a prospective owner. So, I think however you look at it, whether it's NFL or fantasy, Tyreek Hill, the trade is fantastic for owners and Tyreek Hill alike. Yeah, I mean, and the Dolphins as an NFL point, like, like they just got way better with Tyreek Hill. Right, I mean, even if you're like, oh, first, second, fourth, and a fourth and a sixth for next year, like, that's a lot to give up. It's like, okay, well, who are you going to pick in the first round this year? Nobody that's as good as Tyreek Hill. Oh, he should he should have gone for at least two first, yeah. plus some things after that. But yeah, um, definitely. My best trade, I think, is Russell Wilson. This is mainly as a as a team. Um, he's going to a team where he can actually throw the ball. He's been handcuffed under Pete Carroll for so long. The run first offense, run first offense every single year, and he can finally let his wings out <laughs> and fly. And they pair him. I mean, it, 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 I put Russell Wilson here too. Like Sutton, Judy, Tim Patrick, they are all now take a massive step up. I know we're massive Sutton fans. So, like, we've been saying for two years, they're going to trade for a quarterback. We thought it was Watson. Then we heard Russell Wilson wasn't happy. It finally happened. And now Judy and Sutton can actually be a thing. Um, Great for uh, Alberto, great for Javante Williams, great for the entire team. Now there are. They should be a playoff team. If they're not, then they failed. But Denver finally gets the one thing they've missed for probably the last four years. Literally, that's what they've been since, uh, since Peyton. Like they're they've been that piece, a quarterback away from Super Bowl contention. I, I think. I think their defense has been there for a while now. They just haven't had the quarterback to bring them to the promised land. And Russell's that guy. Yep, I agree. I agree. And then Tom has Devonta Adams trade. I mean, that's also. I don't want to say no-brainer, but it's easily one of the ones that should be in this conversation. Goes to the Raiders. Fantastic trade for the Raiders. Fantastic trade for Devontae Adams. I think Devontae carries his – doesn't bring his targets over with him, but he's going to command what he commands as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He's going to get it from Derek Carr. There's not a lot of competition there. Not that there was in Green Bay anyways, but if you look at it from a Devontae Adams perspective, it's probably a lateral move. From fantasy, it's probably also a lateral move. 
But from a trade perspective, which is what this question is, fantastic for the Raiders to acquire him. Horrible for the Packers to let him go. After you paid Rodgers two bazillion dollars, you take away his best weapon. That's dumb. Yeah, that was great for the Raiders. Oh, fantastic. Oh. And you had the Derek Carr recruitment helping out. They're apparently best friends, but BFFs. it's a weird relationship. <laughs> I'd like to be a fly on the wall and watch them hang out together. <laughs> Derek Carr is putting his mascara on in the corner, and Devontae Adams is like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> well, my brother Dave said I look prettier this way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're signing. Um, How dare you? There's, there's well, the, here's my points. Um, there's the there's one that I it's it's Scott's but <clears throat> what I want to talk about is Russell Gage signing with Tampa. They already have Godwin. They already have Evans. They you know what is the point when you know Gronk is also going to sign just to give ten million a year to Russell Gage? Like Russell Gage, good for you signing the check. Like I get it. You know, you someone waves thirty million dollars in front of you, you're going to take it. And I don't know if Atlanta was going to do it, but. He's a good wide receiver that is now not going to really do anything, in my opinion. I don't know. Is Scotty Miller still there? I, I can't remember if he's still there. Right? Miller's there. There's a, Tyler Johnson, but Tyler, Tyler Johnson's Johnson. a joke. Uh, but, but, yeah, but the thing is, I mean, Russell Gage will be the third, but I don't think that it's really, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to get drafted anywhere. I mean, he might be like a, a 15th round pick and redraft. But. I think he will be higher than you think because people are going to say, hey, AB, Evans, and Godwin did it last year together. They were, you know, but I, I know so, some are hurt off and on, but like they were able to get production, all three of them. But people are comparing Russell Gage with AB. AB is a far better superior right, talent right, right. than Russell Gage is. Sorry, Dows. <laughs> but um, I do agree with you because even still, it's like, oh, Tom Brady's like, hey, Julio Jones, you know, Right, sign here. I'm like, dude, like they could have gotten one why, million dollars for Julio, right? Like, and like ten why, for Gage, not waste, but like you didn't have to restructure all this cap around to get Fournette paid. Like, give Fournette that deal; he deserves that deal over Russell Gage and bringing Julio for two point five million bucks. It's just, it was just all all around weird for everyone involved, and I think we get hit fantasy wise from it. Great for Tom Brady, though. I, yeah, I, definitely for Tom Oh, yeah, obviously Tom I do Brady's like. going to, you know, what, fuck, <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> Love me some Tommy. Uh, Scott, you want to take yours? I want to wrap up the uh, topic with mine, if you don't mind. No, take yours. I'm <laughs> kidding. I'll take mine. Um, this is, I think, a, the easiest one. Yeah. So I, I put it there first because I was the first in the docket. But Christian Kirk, great for him. Probably great for Trevor Lawrence and the Jags to get another weapon there but the price they had to pay to get him um what do we say 23 and it's middle year it's between 21 and 24 something like that right um so he was at the time was the third highest paid player in the league behind i think only hopkins and maybe julio or so or something like that no couldn't have been julio but but I think it was Adams because Adams, Adams got still traded. Had... Oh, so he was second. Then Adams was trading. Got he's got, yeah, he's getting eighteen a year, seventy-two over four years. That's not so, at all what I saw on Spotrack. But no, there's a lot of incentives and stuff. Yeah, but st- right, still, uh, it goes up to eighty-four million over four. So okay. that would be twenty-one. Okay. Yeah. Regardless, uh, and with got, the Jaguars, it's probably like got, getting one catch. He got over the thirteen million dollar range. We thought he would 
eclipse at? Do you remember when it was like five years ago? It wasn't that long ago. It was DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones were waiting to see who was going to sign first mm-hmm. because both were saying they were worth $20 million a year. And it was unheard of that a wide receiver got $20 million a year. Hopkins got his. Julio signed the exact same contract. And now here we are with guys like Christian Kirk getting this money. And this is why you're, you're going back to your Debo take in, in the news. There's, you know, they're not close to an extension because it's not like, oh, Tyreek got this deal. Cool, it's Tyreek. Tavante Adams got this deal. Cool, it's Adams. Hopkins got this deal. Cool, it's Hopkins. Hey, coach, Christian Kirk got this. Yeah. You're, you're going to see 35 receivers asking for this exact deal next year. And, and, Kirk, and teams aren't going to be able to do it. And Kirk's career high is 77 receptions, which is last year. His career high in yards is 982 yards, and he's never had more than six touchdowns. Never broke 1,000 yards. And that's that, worth and 20 that was million in a, plus year, a year. Last year, with Hopkins really injury prone and missed a lot of games, and was a decoy yeah. half the games, and he I mean, still couldn't do 1,000. It's, it's, it's clear as day now Trent Balky has had an aneurysm or is just having a constant stroke. Like, it doesn't make sense <laughs> right. the, I, the I, deals I, that he's doing because there's another guy on this list too that we have to get to. Yeah, so, so we'll go right to Tom's, and it's Zay Jones. I think he would. I think Tom would have bit Kirk, but he's like, oh, I might as well bounce off of the same team. Give it to Zay Jones. I think it's the same thing as uh, MVS and Russell Gage, three for 30. Like, you, you, yeah. you're giving a guy that was pretty much out of the league. And the Raiders have done a fantastic job highlighting these guys for a year. They did it for Aguilar. Yep. Aguilar got fucking paid. They did it for Zay Jones. End of last year, Zay Jones got paid. I think the Raiders are like, hey, let's showcase off these guys. Like, what's next year? They're going to trade for Tron, Trent, Laquan. Tread well, I'm like, yeah. Have him pop off and get this. Well, so, like, so I was thinking, like, why not sign him with a two year deal, wait a year, and then trade him and get something for him rather than just walking for right. money? Yeah, it, it just doesn't and, make any sense. And again, Zay Jones, 47 catches, 546 yards last year. Like, what are we doing? It was end of the season. And, right. And, like, oh, well, he stepped up and it, instead of Brian Edwards when well, they had Henry Ruggs left. Like, 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 it was easy. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right, I'm going away from the wide receiver position for my pick, though, and I'm taking C.J. Uzoma slash Tyler Conklin. I'd say the worst signing is Tyler Conklin because he signed after you already knew C.J. Uzoma was there, and you know that the Jets can't support tight ends to begin with, so terrible idea to go there. But from a Jets perspective, you've paid these guys three for 24 and three for 20 and a quarter, so call it seven and eight million. You're paying $15 million a year to the tight end position to not throw to them. Like, this is not part of your offense. This isn't how you operate. Even if you're going to install an entirely new offense, which I don't think you're going to do because Zach Wilson just started to learn the offense last year. Like, this is this is not a smart play. Like, you're not – these are not two – this is not Gronk and Hernandez running down the field a million points a game. Like, terrible, terrible signings across the board and terrible for both of them to be splitting time between one another. So, terrible for fantasy, terrible for the NFL. Terrible, 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 terrible. terrible. Side note, the correct answer for this category is Malcolm Butler by the Patriots. Two years, $5 million for a guy who retired in the middle of the season last year. That's the worst signing, but it doesn't impact fantasy, so we couldn't go with it. And, oh, well, 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 I mean, I did I did want to put this out. Like, I picked players that are on defense as well. It can be anything. So, yeah. so you, you put it out there, and it, it's the one guy that uh, Matthew Judon did not recruit. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> he thought he was retired. Yeah. <laughs> Like do that guy, uh, and you're paying that guy five million. But like, get out of town, Patriots! Stupid signing. Um, so dumb. All right. Um, start with Craig. This is the most improved team 
Yeah, so I just thought of it as we were talking about it earlier. Um, I'm going to put Raiders because... The Raiders. Because, I mean, outside of Adams, they also went and got Chandler Jones and traded away Yannick Ngakwe for uh, stud corner, names blanking... Rock Yassine. Thank you. While he's not like a top 25 corner, he's still going to be something that they've been lacking. Um, yeah, because a, because all of them seem to just you know, want to get He's a legit yeah. quarterback right. two on any team. And With he doesn't own a gun that we know of. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's actually all they're true. asking. <laughs> yeah. Is Damon Arnett still on the team or was he one of them? No, I think he's in jail. I think he's the one that was the, that was the okay. yeah. video. Yeah, this, yeah. this <laughs> fucking AKs. team. Um, yeah, so that I think is a, is, is a team that has taken a huge step forward also getting a offensive coordinator that knows what he's doing um do i agree with everything he does no but he he does know what he's doing i have to give him a little bit of credit and you know they they brought in a bunch of other weird running backs like the patriots have um so he's bringing over some, somewhat of a similar system brandon bolden yeah brandon bolden Jakob johnson um yeah. they also brought yeah, in amir abdullah Jakob johnson too that's right yeah <laughs> the, so the greatest so they're doing something different and having Devontae Adams. It's like it's like what you wanted the Patriots to do was run what they were running last year, but have an alpha. And I think that that's something that could work out really well on top of having... Did they, they got Khalil Mack? No, no, no. No, the Chargers have The Char- Chargers have Mack. Yeah, and they, they brought in Jalen Jones. So, they um, also um, extended Max Crosby. Max Crosby's the one uh, that, that yeah, was huge as well. So yeah. it is actually a, a team. Him and Jalen Jones is going to be fun to watch on the edge. Oh. It's going to be 100% a lot of fun. They, they, they did get, draft a lot of defensive players when Gruden was there. Um, they still have Cleveland Farrell. While he's not what he should have been, I think he was drafted pick six or something like that. While he's not that good, he's still good enough. Yeah, he's a rotation edge rusher. Right. Which is, uh, he's a high end rotation edge rusher when you consider the Patriots are trotting Chase Winovich out every few snaps. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> comparatively, quite a good move. Um, moving on to mine, I've got the Browns. I think that's kind of an easier pick for a most improved team. When you signed Deshaun Watson from Baker Mayfield, that puts you in the conversation for most improved right off the rip. On top of that, you lose Jarvis Landry, which hurts, but you added Amari Cooper, so I'm going to call that a little bit of a plus move. Uh, but another one that I wanted to mention is that they kept both running backs. I think when we saw the Deshaun Watson trade, a lot of people assumed that was one Hunt. of the running yeah. backs was going to be included, likely Hunt. They have both, so... Their run game stays intact. Do they run as much with Deshaun there? Probably not, but they're there if you need them. And they were able to get out from underneath uh, Austin Hooper, who they really didn't use much. So slot in David Njoku, let him do the thing. He's already franchise tagged and signed his tender, so he's going to play the season. Mm-hmm. I think they're fantastically improved, and they still have the draft to go through. And I think they have it. No, they probably traded most of their picks away to get Deshaun, yeah. but um, they've got good late picks. Yep. Uh, my most improved team, I'd pick the Dolphins. Um of course, Tyreek Hill. I mean, say what you want about Cedric Wilson, but that does help for a third wide receiver if you were planning on getting rid of Devontae Parker, which they did. Um, under the move, they signed the best offensive lineman in the draft, um, Frequency Armstead, I believe, yep. Um, yep. from the Saints. That is completely massive for Tua. Um, Chase Edmonds was a fantastic signing. Raheem Mostert was a very good signing, very cheap with his old coach. Um, but a, a team I do want to put out there is we – kind of sit before the chargers just on the defense oh yeah alone like, yeah. like, like they didn't hit the, the mike williams resigning was fantastic but um khalil mack jc jackson like they were 
they're doing the right things to bolster that team. I just think they need to pick a just pick a offensive lineman in the for first round, beef the lineup, and then you're. Yeah, they signed Rayshon Slater last year, who was fantastic. Yeah, um, right. Yep, and he's probably going to just continue to get better, and he's on a cheap contract because he's a rookie. And if you can grab, like you said, an offensive lineman and probably a legitimate backup running back to Austin Eckler, you're in good shape. I mean, if they keep Justin Jackson, he yeah, he wasn't bad. Showed up last year, man. Like, like yeah. he was a guy that Eckler gets hurt, and he's gonna yeah, I'd maybe try to get two because Eckler does like to get hurt. It's one of his things. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. What's your what's your uh, move as a running back? I just get hurt right away. <laughs> Collect my money on the side. All right, fine. Only twelve mil. <laughs> um, and then Tom had the Bengals, which is a fantastic pick. Uh, right. Their their biggest flaw was O line, yep. and they go and sign and trade for a bunch Every, of linemen. Everybody, it's exactly what we've been saying the Bengals need to do for years. They finally did it. You're welcome. And they can uh, still I'll take get my GM. They probably payment. still get one in the draft too. I would think because again, theoretically, they're set at wide receiver. They're set at running back. They're set at quarterback. Their defense is solid. They're young. They're fast. They're athletic. Mm-hmm. They're getting contributions from guys that you don't even know their names, like Sam Hubbard. Um, they're white linebacker who has like a bazillion tackles and like four picks last year somehow. Like, they're good. They're fantastic, really. So the O line, you 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 set up a way to protect your franchise investment in Joe Burrow, and then on top of that, you have now opened up lanes for Joe Mixon to run through and bought Joe Burrow more time to throw the ball. I mean. They're going to be good this year, no matter how you slice mm-hmm. it. I need to stop saying no matter how you slice it. That's my third slice reference of slice the podcast. It. Slice. Says golf in the other day. You ever have a slice in it? Serial killer. Ever had a nice slice. hot dog slice? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> like Charles Manson. <laughs> that was RKK. <laughs> you, you don't remember that? No, I don't. Oh man, we were talking about uh, I don't know. It was a practice or something like that, and they say, uh, you know, what, what's what's your favorite part about practice or? Maybe maybe it was a game down in Miami or something like that. And he's like, oh, you ever go outside? It's real nice out. You have a nice hot dog sliced. <laughs> sliced. What, like, what are you talking like, about? Like, number one, no. I feel bad for the interviewer. Like, okay. You have one you. billion dollars. And you're I've, also thought, I've also thought of this too much. I don't know what he's talking about. Like, what, sliced down the middle or, like, cut. Like you've seen, like at a diagonal down the hot dog. Like, uh, either no, way, no, because I think no. if you're thinking of that, like I think that's cut. Slice is right, right down the long right way. Down the long way. Right down the long way. That's it's, serial killer ass. That's, I yeah. don't understand. No, that's terrible. All right, but, what teams yeah. got worse, Craig? <laughs> um, I thought we were. This was. Oh yeah, got worse. Okay. Um, I think that. Well, obviously, Seattle Seahawks losing. Um, the obvious one, uh, Russell Wilson, and then. Bobby Wagner, and I, I, this this team just got, which was bad last year, is going to like fall down a cliff this year. I think their game plan at quarterback with Drew Locke is like, I don't know, but just it's a bridge, and they still have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, who now are shit for fantasy, and who knows what's going to happen with Carson and Penny if they're splitting the backfield, whatever. I still don't think Penny's that good. Um, so here we are with that. Dickie would say otherwise. I don't, that's fine. He can he can say that all he wants. He went off for, for four games against uh, four bottom, you know, ten rushing defenses last year. Um, but that's the way that it goes. Four games in four years. That's all you need. And then, <laughs> exactly. And then it's the Atlanta the Falcons. Oh, the Falcons. I didn't even think of the Falcons. Atlanta Falcons is another one. They have no wide receiver now. 
I mean, granted, Calvin really wasn't there half the season last year, but there, well, what are we what are we doing here? What are we doing? With, we're going to trade away our quarterback. Zacchaeus and Blake, right? I think as a, or in a bunch of scrubs. It's, it's Zacchaeus, a bunch of scrubs. Blake. Now, granted, there's a draft, sure, but who's throwing him the football? Marcus Mariota. So, I mean, <laughs> what 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 are we really doing? And then, of course, they have Cordell Patterson, who I don't think he's going to have the same success this year without having uh, well, Matt Ryan a you quarterback. Saw him break down and of last yeah. year too um, so so my my got worse teams are teams that didn't do well last year that are going to get even worse it's like as organizations i don't understand you no i i mean i can't believe i forgot about the falcons i'm like dumbfounded i didn't think of them they're bad now um i went for the bigger name I went, the, the chiefs got worse i mean you take tyreek hill off the squad you bring in mvs that's a humongous downgrade honey badger's gone uh, more than likely, I guess he's still a free agent. Technically, he could resign there, but it looks like he's looking for a big payday. And he's I don't know that for Saints or Eagles right now. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think the Chiefs are getting back in out of nowhere. So you look at those two aspects. The guys they brought in, I'm not impressed by. I don't really care that Ronald Jones was brought in. I don't think that makes much of a difference whether Ceh had the backfield to himself or Ronald Jones splits it fifty fifty. It's a lateral move. The Chiefs got worse. They're they're losing. Tyreek, which means they're losing their deep field stretch ability. MVS can run down the field. Nobody cares as much as when Tyreek ran down the field. And now teams can go back to doubling Travis Kelsey. And when teams have done that and taken him away, the Chiefs have struggled. So I'm looking at them not only getting worse from the personnel that they lost, but also getting worse in the scope of the AFC West where every other team got markedly better. So problematic for them. Yep. And my team is the Green Bay Packers, of course. Uh, same thing with Chiefs with Tyreek. They lose to Monty Adams. Um, of course, they stay the same with Aaron Rodgers coming back. We're starting that massive deal, but that massive deal turned out to be Devontae Adams gone. And like I said, MVS is gone too. So the Chiefs, not that we're a huge fan of them, but now you only have Alan Lazard. I love Alan Lazard. Big fan of him. Fan of the program. He's not a one. By mm-hmm. any means, and and, no. you, and, and no. I'm, I'm like, by next week, if they do bring in a Jarvis Landry or a Will Fuller, that it's a different story. But as of right now, they've gotten worse just from that one player leaving. Oh, I mean, considerably worse. I mean, don't don't about Adams is top receiver one the last. Yeah, I was gonna say top one to three top years. three at the worst. Not one, but like probably ranked wise the last three years and green bay doesn't have a draft pick until number 22 overall so it's not like you're picking up a stud that's going to slot in day one jamar chase is not out there this year nope right so good luck i mean there's definitely wide receiver twos for rookies like uh wilson alave yeah yeah. you know and even guys upside that maybe a couple years from now are one right that's the thing like i can see garrett wilson being a one in this league yeah but maybe not his first year Mm -hmm. yep and it's just so Lazard's going to be your guy alongside another wide receiver too. And what happens when teams try to trot out wide receiver twos? We've watched the Patriots for a while, so all too familiar with that. Yeah. Don't like it. You rely on your quarterback to elevate that play, and Rodgers can do it. Of all the of all the quarterbacks that can bring a wide receiver up a tier, Rodgers is one of them. But it's asking a lot. And with him being a rookie, it's like. Rodgers doesn't like rookies. I was just going to say, Rodgers hates, hates rookies. rookies. He's you run such a one, brat with the one, rookies. One bad route. And, guys, you can't forget Amari Rodgers. Amari Rodgers, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Being nasty on special teams slash getting one snap a game on my bench. 
Randall Cobb is going to be fantasy relevant this year. Oh, uh, that's raised there. Uh, and then Thomas Pick is the Cardinals. They lose Chase. Um, um, Chase Edmonds. I wish I knew what oh, Tom was going to say about this. Uh, Chase Edmonds, Chandler Jones. Yeah, Chandler Jones, their defense yeah. gets worse. I think. I think it's oh, Christian Kirk. I mean, yep. it's a bad sign about Jacksonville, but you. Do, oh yeah, you and do they're lose losing AJ Green. AJ Green. Green. Like, so now they have. Yeah. All right, that makes sense. Run them all. Run them a. <laughs> run a, the muck. The mirror. Um, run a more and Hopkins there. Ertz. Um, yeah, Zachary. So, uh, so I think that that was a good signing for them to keep him. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. I yeah. think it, it it might just have been more of they didn't do enough to build a, the offense or the team. Like, like, like they didn't have any big signings. They they no. re-signed James Conner, but they lost pieces and they didn't replace them with anything. Right. Yeah. And, they, uh, and now they have an aging JJ Watt. Right, and if you think that Eno Benjamin is going to slot in to be Chase Edmonds, you're wrong. And what I do, I, I have heard, is Daryl Williams has visited them. That would be a very decent um, replacement for Chase Edmonds, for yeah. uh, James Conner. It's just weird to me that they haven't done something yet. I, maybe it is Williams. But maybe it's a rookie. All whatever, the players but... now are like, yeah. Everyone out there, like Daryl Williams, Melvin Gordon, which we get yeah, we'll to get these get guys. To like, like, there's no rush to get these guys at all, and they know it too. Yep. At this point, they're waiting for their best case scenario. Yeah, and and it wouldn't even surprise me if they found a guy that's just a strictly between the tackles type because Connor proved himself as a pass catcher last year. Yeah, Connor looked elite last year. And if you so and if you could craziest keep, thing in the world, and great, if you could keep great story Connor the Bruiser, which we all consider him to be, I think outside the tackles and you can get him on the outside a little bit less risky position a little less wear and tear in his body since he has proven to be you know injury riddled that can be a nice little, little nifty move yeah go grab a uh deontay foreman and tell him to run up the middle nope too late <laughs> yeah a little panthers got him a type deontay foreman. no 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 the same guy Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> all right. No, um, there's no one like him. You know what? They should have got Marlon Mack. Now that I think about it, yeah. The Damn it! They should have been put. Yeah, well, Marlon Mack would have literally been like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go into the same exact position. I'm gonna <laughs> right. sit behind a guy." <laughs> this is nice. Yeah. Well, at least it's better weather. Um. Uh. So underrated moves. <laughs> that's a good point. I like the weather. True. I mean, at this point, like, if you're that like a guy, it's like I'd rather like where's Miami on Dan? They got Chase Edmonds. Yeah. Oh, Arizona. Okay. I've been watching uh, the new show, uh, well, not new show, but I was watching Ballers with... Uh, yeah, uh, I love that show. Yeah. Great show. All all of them are in Miami. It's like, I'm looking, I'm watching, I'm like, no wonder why the the better weather teams are, like have oh, all yeah. the, the free agents. Because it's Miami. fun. Do you know that the wide receiver on that show though. is Denzel Washington's kid? I did not know that. Fun fact. Oh, and that's cool. kind of looks like Jarvis uh, Landry. I thought he... It, it, I can't remember who I thought he looked like. We'll move on. Yeah. Um, underrated move. Um, I have his Hayden Hurst to Cincinnati. I love this landing spot for him because I've loved, I've been a fan of Hayden Hurst since he came into the league. And I've mentioned it before, and I know we've all talked about it too. We all have seen what he's capable of doing when he's the tight end one for a team. And here we are in a high-powered offense now in Cincinnati the you know they, they get all their offensive line they have all their wide receivers you know things opened up for cj uzama last year but cj uzama and hayden hurst are different types of players and i think it actually fits better to have a quicker over the middle tight end for this for this offensive scheme and that's exactly what hurst is so i'm pretty excited that another tight end is actually viable for fantasy yeah that's a wonderful point because tight ends are few and far between hard to come by very uh, hard especially when you lose conklin and <laughs> 
Uzoda, the Jets. Yeah, the same uh, team. Yeah. The abyss that is but New York. Hurst was one of my dynasty players to pick up now yep. at the end of last season. I tried to pick him up when you put him in the article, but somebody already had him. Yep. Rude. Who? Uh, Mango. Mango. Probably. Smart move. Four for one last year. Yep. That'll work. I took uh, Matt Ryan. Craig kind of touched on all these points when he talked about Matty earlier, and uh, I don't really want to rehash it, but Matt Ryan went to Indy on a th- for a third-round pick. He instantly makes that team better. I just don't feel like anybody really talked about it because it happened around the same time as the Deshaun Watson stuff. So that's my pick. Matt Ryan, underrated move. He'll be great there. He'll continue to probably throw for a few thousand yards a year. Yep. Uh, my most underrated move of the year so far is uh, Chris Rock not retaliating after <laughs> the um, slap by w- Will Smith. But in football, it's Robert Woods. Uh, I think this got very brushed under the carpet after they signed A-Rob, the Rams, that is. And then Robert Woods gets traded to the Titans. Titans have tried to fill that wide receiver two void for a very long time, probably since Rashad Matthews. Jesus. Um, I mean, I, I well, I guess Corey Davis there with his last year, he, he, he had that big year alongside A.J. Brown, but Julio Jones was not the answer there. Um I just think they need that that Robert Woods kind of guy who can r- really just do it all. Hopefully, he comes back from his injury, one hundred percent. As a as a dynasty owner, I couldn't be happier. Do we know it's his fantastic time spot. frame for recovery? Uh, it's it, he. It has happened mid season. So uh, I want to say week six and a half or week seven. It was somewhere around together. the yeah. It was. It's definitely enough where he'll be back. It's funny because he was like wide receiver, <coughs> like I think nine or ten. He After was so it was weird because Cooper Cup was going off so much. He had, I don't know how many big games he had, but he did have a few weeks where it was like one point. Right. And I was like r- r- pissed about it. Yeah. It was r- right before he got hurt. It was like the first three weeks was like shit. Like Woods is like, do we start him? Yeah. And then he started to be like, all right, Cup and Woods can work together. And then Woods got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, his uh, first day jogging was February 9th. He'll be back. Oh, he's nice. yeah, He's going to be fine. Yeah. And then Tom's. Uh, under a move, I think uh, it's Juju Smith-Schuster, I think because it was a cheap deal and it was a, like, you hear the drama with Tyreek Hill moving here and there. It's like, well, like now they have a guy that's there. It's going to demand 100-plus targets easily. Yeah. And you kind of think that maybe the Chiefs knew Tyreek wanted out before the rest of the world knew, oh, yeah. and that makes the Juju signing make even more sense. And it's so cheap. Yeah. And which was, no I mean, we'll get to the best value pick. Craig can start that. Yeah, so it, it brings it off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's $3.25 million for one year for Juju. So, he, you know, there's been flashes that you've seen from Juju that that can show a, a you know, top wide receiver in the league. It hasn't been that in a while. Uh, there's been, you know, some issues, but there's a lot of, you know, wide receivers over in, in for the Steelers. But th- this is why I feel like it's even more of a, a best value pick is that the, the Chiefs, if I'm not mistaken, offered him a two-year $11 million contract last year. And they've already gotten a pay cut. <laughs> yeah. And one last <laughs> year, yeah. You know, it, you know, they're now only paying him $3 million. You know, he, it's, just, it's just crazy. Um, and obviously they needed him. I think there's like a lot of incentives too which he would probably hit now with hill gone i would yeah. give him a 10 million dollar incentive if I he think... doesn't post a tiktok all season oh uh, oh he already did two and so he posted one that you sent yeah <laughs> then he said I, i'm not doing tiktoks in casey that's not me and then the next day my buddy kyle o'donnell's like i guess 
that didn't last long. It sends me a TikTok of Juju again doing a TikTok. It's just the classic like, LeBron James, <laughs> Zero Dark 30, 23. Like, he's like, oh, I'm getting off Instagram. And then five minutes later, he's posting on Instagram about his workouts. Yep. It's like, dude, yeah, shut you, up. You have a 12-pack. <laughs> Is that for a body? Um, all right. My Maybe value not. pick of the year so far, I guess. I have Evan Ingram. I know he's a little bit more expensive than Juju, for example, but one year, $9 million. There's no risk associated with it, right? If he's great, you re-sign him probably at a discount because he's happy that he you brought him in. He played well. He's happy with Trevor Lawrence. He's happy in the system. He plays bad. He's off the team. He's gone. Whatever. You only ate $9 million for one year. Whoop-de-doo. Compared to the other people that the Jags have signed, that's a discounted rate too. So Evan Ingram, one year, $9 mil. Whoop-de-doo. Hopefully he's great. Probably won't be. Well, yeah, you, right now on value. You, they're doing all right. You know the Jags don't care about money anyway. <laughs> yep. I'm surprised he got that less. Like, he, yeah. like he's probably like, oh, dude, Zay Jones got 10? I got 9.5? Like, oh, god damn it. Uh, my best value is Amari Cooper. I think this is hands down the best value in the entire offseason. Got traded for a fifth-round pick. Yeah, it's nuts. I knew yeah. it was like a salary dump, but like, I do love Devon- Devontae Parker, but god damn it. Right. Patriots. Trade right. a third for Devontae Parker, I get you. You got a fifth back, but Amari Cooper cost a fifth, and you see what Tyree got, Devonte got, like sign and trade. Like, holy crap, what a value Amari Cooper is now for the Browns. That was like, I I don't like the Browns did a lot of weird shit too, <laughs> but but the one biggest thing they did is get Amari Cooper for completely free. Oh right, yeah. I mean, to the, bring to bring on his salary is nothing compared to what you gave up, and right. Then providing a weapon and Deshaun, for Deshaun. Yeah. And, and again, now you have, you know, while hometown discount is like a theoretical thing we use in Dynasty, he's here for a year. Yep. And now if he's happy with Deshaun Watson, guess what? You've just stolen this player. And yeah. he's going to sign for probably cheaper because he's older. He's like, I'm not going to get the $20 million. Like, right. Give him 15 a year. He's, that's- and, and you think about the intrinsic passive value that Amari Cooper was to probably Deshaun Watson signing in Cleveland in the first place. If he's yeah. not there. Yeah, very, very smart move. Is there is much move. lore? Probably and, not. And, Again, this is, this is a bad from Dallas side. Like they had to cut Cooper because they signed Zeke for that big deal. It's like yeah, get rid of one. They probably should have got rid of Zeke to be honest. Yeah, they I don't know Cooper. what the market was for Zeke. I'm assuming like somebody would have gone for him. But well, I think they would have just yeah cut him, him and cut him, let him go. Yeah, but who? Especially when you have Tony Pollard coming on. I mean, Tony Pollard's been fantastic the last right and he's two a, years. Yeah, he's cheap as shit. Yeah, and then Tom. Uh, you can take Tom's Dows. <clears throat> yeah, Chase Edmonds' best value. I'm not actually sure on Chase uh, Edmonds' contract, but no matter what they're spending on, I think him, it's like six, uh, five point five or six. Yeah, two year worth twelve point six million. I mean, that's not that's nothing for a running back really, and for the amount that they're probably going going to use him this year, he's going to outplay that, assuming he stays healthy. When he's healthy, he's a completely dynamic running back, changes the entire offense. So, great pick. I mean, immense value with all four of these guys. And if you want to look at it from a fantasy point of view, this is the best situation Edmonds has been in since he's been in the league. If you are an Edmonds owner, he goes to Miami, you're like, all right, he's going to beat out Miles Gaskin. All right, so he already beat out Miles Gaskin. The question is, if you're (laughs) the Edmonds owner in like a dynasty league, say, regular dynasty, no contracts or whatever, are you taking his position right now, being on Miami and trading him at what you think is max value, or are you just happy to have him in your starting lineup? Uh, I mean... Chase Edmonds isn't a he's not, not a guy where he would command max value. Right. You know, like like if I can get a first form in any rookie draft, 
sure, of, of course, but I don't think he's going to demand yeah, that. I don't think people are jumping. If you can get that. a first for him, do it. Sell him high, but I don't think people are going to do that. Here's right. my advice: wait until Raheem Mostert gets hurt, then his value <laughs> goes up higher. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so wait one week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably not even out of preseason. And then yeah, uh, that's interesting. I was just I was but, curious because like Chase Edmonds to me is like an RB two that I'm happy to just sit with. Yeah. But if you get a first, of he, course. He's a weird player. It's like what is he actually yeah. worth? You really don't know. Until Running backs are. Field so important too where i would i would probably just lean you know even if most got hurt i would just lean keeping it because he's in a you know the, what the 49ers offense was last year mm-hmm. and he'd be the lead back so that, you know yeah that's true even if you get a first put up if he puts up elijah mitchell numbers it's like yeah i want him on my team like i, I was <laughs> yeah, i was, right. was begging for elijah mitchell from scott last year like i don't have much to give but please take anything he, he got down his knees too and i almost said yeah <laughs> so so it's so that's like that's what you're gonna get out of chase Edmonds. so <laughs> Um. Uh, yeah. Uh, best available left is the last category that we have. Um, there's not much. Uh, but offensively, I have Jarvis Landry. I think that that guy's still good. He's still gonna get, be able to get into a team and and probably be more fantasy relevant than he has been in the, with the Browns. And then of course, um, you know, I'll 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 let someone else talk about the the other one. <laughs> I also had. Oh, you wanted we can do that one right now. Tom has a mess his and he's not here, so. Uh, Melvin Gordon is who had Tom, uh, who Tom had for his best available, which is true. I mean, Melvin Gordon is still a serviceable running back in the NFL. It depends on where he goes, what his value is going to be in fantasy. But from an NFL perspective, he's far and away the best running back available. Yep. I'm kind of honestly surprised that he's not on the team. But like Scott said uh, previously, none of these guys' teams are you know fighting with each other to yeah. sign. Like if There's they can, no rush right now. They probably want to see how the draft goes. Who they come out with? You know, do yeah. we even need a running back? Are we gonna, you know, let a let a rookie contract just sit there? Melvin Gordon's likely gonna resign with the Broncos. I would think. I think that's the best situation for him too. I mean, you I mean, it's gonna suck for Williams owners and Gordon. But like, I don't want to like. He's not going to the Texans to be like, oh, I can get run here. It's like you're an aging vet, like. Right, go back to the Bronx where you have a shot to win, which I think he's going to do. Shot at a Super Bowl, probably not that much less money or than he would get back anywhere to else. The Chargers. That would be nice. Reunite as a, as as a fantasy player, I would hope that he doesn't go in and ruin another running back for fantasy. Um, I, I I want Javante Williams to have that backfield, but I feel like if he were to go there, I think that would be best for all around because yep. you know what you're getting out of both of them already. Right, and I don't find Javante Williams to be a three down running back. I Anyways, I don't, and that's not even a knock of Javante Williams. I just think it's the way the NFL is. So no matter if it's Melvin Gordon goes back to pair with Javante or they bring in a rookie or uh, who's the guy from Mike the, Boone. Mike Boone there, takes yeah. a step up. Like it's not going to be 80% Javante Williams. Yeah. It's, and these NFL teams don't care about fantasy. They know like Russ Wilson's probably like, Hey, I want Melvin <laughs> Gordon because he's a great pass blocker and he's been in the league for, for, for right. a long time. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and like Craig said, it's, it's a known quantity. If I can always mitigate risk and mitigate my unknowns and I can get people to do exactly what they've already done in the past. I prefer that. Because I don't, I wouldn't want him to go to the Cardinals. Then what the no. fuck happens? Right. Yeah. And yeah. The, who do you? How do you even split that between? That's uh, a weird one, right there. Two veteran, two aging, injury prone veterans. I don't think he'd go there. No. No, I'm not saying they would, but I'm saying like right. as an example, like, I don't want him to just jump into another backfield right. to now. Be it would a drop James right. Connor's value oh. in fantasy because, a lot because, to start. Because one year ago we were having this conversation about is it Chase Edmonds or is it James Connor? Yeah. And then one of them established themselves and one didn't. It was Chase. <laughs> <laughs> that's good 
Um, then my best best available, I have Jarvis Landry, who Craig already said, but followed by him, Odell and Will Fuller. Odell's got a torn ACL still. He's not going to be back until probably Late December, November. so he's not even fantasy relevant, really. So if you go to the next one, Will Fuller is my next one. Fuller's great. Don't get me wrong, but he's never on the field. So take the PEDs now. Get, get over with. <laughs> it's like what I'm, what I'm trying to say is his value is super, super high, but his availability is super, super low. So if you can kind of balance those two and just pray for a healthy season, you can grab him, especially if he's if you're in a dynasty league, you'd probably pick him up for pennies on the dollar. But that Will Fuller owner might be sitting there going, you know, he's got tons of upside still, yeah. which is exactly what I'm doing as a Will Fuller owner. But from an NFL perspective, get him on the sauce. You know, he'll get suspended four games. Let him play the rest of the season. That's Ooh, 13 games now, yep. and he probably has a 1,200-yard season, maybe more. Yep. So his talent's there. It's his injury. And his PDs. Um, mine is not an offensive player, but it's the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. Is, this is, is the, the correct answer. Right. Is he the, is the best is player the best of the available player. Um, he met with the Saints a couple days ago. He met with the Eagles on a Zoom or a FaceTime thing today. Thing. And thing... I think the Eagles are willing to pay him what he wants. So I, if I'm a betting man, I would say the Eagles and the Saints would be the second. Eagles need a splash like that. Yeah. And, and the reports I saw were that the that he would not take a hometown discount from the Saints. He must be from Louisiana or something. But mm-hmm. like I don't know why the Saints would think that they would just get a hometown discount from him because he's from the area. Yeah, it's and, like, you know, you 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 were born on the Bayou, right? <laughs> I remember, like, I think it was Carl Crawford when he was going to the Red Sox, and he's like, I'm not taking a hometown discount. I'm like, why? You were here. And he's like, I'm from Florida. <laughs> I, was, yeah, I, was, I played in this area for a bit. Sure, yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just weird to assume that even that if the guy. team was on Crawford. Or, Crawford was the worst. And he was getting I paid a so billion dollars. for that <laughs> was, Of course I was. I mean, we got after everyone that, that year. A, J.D. A, Drew and Adrian Gonzalez. Adrian Gonzalez. Adrian Gonzalez. Adrian Gonzalez. Yeah. Oh, the J.D. Drew contract. We're going to have to do a whole other pod on baseball. Yeah, I would be fine with that. It means baseball <laughs> start with Rafi Devers because I am pissed if we don't get him signed. That guy doesn't sound I good. Will, I will say right now. And Bogarts too. Same thing. I'm telling you, Devers is going to get MVP this season. I'm telling you. Ooh, you, should, ooh. you should bet and it. And that's probably why he's waiting. You it, should, it's, be a, it's 100% why you he's waiting. You should bet it because he's plus 2,200 right now. I, I'm, I've, what I've seen is remarkable. If this you drive spring a mile down that way on the <laughs> road, that's New Hampshire. Yeah. So if you're going to toss a bet in when you leave. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> 20 bucks pays what? He's going to try, uh, 2,200 would be 40, I don't know, 400 bucks. Yeah, you'd be rich. <laughs> I'd be so rich. <laughs> but I mean, can I bet in Ethereum? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> These days, you probably could. Yeah, we got, we got sidetracked, but yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the podcast. We did some news, did some, um, yeah, we did some news. Best no, this, signing, this, worst signing. This is fun because this pretty much does wrap up most of what free agency is, and now it's all draft rookies and, coming up, and then after that, it's really the season. Yeah, division previews. Not looking forward to that's going to be so hard. It's going to be like <laughs> it, it was hard. Eighteen hundred vacated targets in the uh, AFC West, or whatever the hell it is. It, 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 it's absolutely insane how many player movements, like, like even studying players out, like Tom said. It's, it's it's near impossible. Oh, it's not going to work this year. It's, it's going to be so get, it's hard because it's completely different offenses. Like not like oh they, 
they passed, uh, you know, for 4,000 yards last year. It's like, well, it's a different offense. They could pass for 5,000 or they yeah. could pass for 3,500. Like, just it, new coach. There's a bunch of coaches. And, and even ugh. even for San Francisco, now it's Trey Lance. So it's like, what the hell is that going to look like? Because yeah. the one game he played, he rushed it 19 times. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know? Elijah Mitchell. <laughs> Scared. Yeah. But All right. Uh, th- that'll take us uh, to the end. Thank you uh, for listening again. And uh, we are Top Shelf Fantasy. Uh, stay fluid. Stay loose. <laughs>